Welcome to the Biopractica Professional Podcast Series. Biopractica is an Australian-owned, practitioner-only brand focusing on nutritional and herbal products proven to play a role in preventative medicine. Biopractica is committed to supporting healthcare professionals in developing their knowledge and skills so they can confidently and effectively tackle the major health challenges facing their patients today. To support this commitment, the Learning Hub was established by Biopractica to offer practitioners a collection of educational resources so they can stay informed on the latest in health science research. Hi, I'm Paul Kern from Biopractica. Today, we're going to be talking with Danielle Elliott. Our topic is warding off infection this winter. For those of you who haven't already met Danielle, Danielle is a naturopath, herbalist and homeopath with a special interest in digestive complaints. She's been in clinical practice for over 15 years and began specialising in gut health nine years ago. In that time, Danielle has published a book entitled Gluten-Free and Happy, which helps educate people with celiac and non-celiac gluten sensitivity on how to optimise their digestive health and overall well-being. Danielle also does a lot of work with patients with SIBO and functional digestive disorders in her clinic, Tummy Rescue. You can check it out at tummyrescue.com.au. She also works with Dr. Narala Jacoby and the team at the Biome Clinic, consulting with patients and is also proud to be an ambassador for the ATMS Natural Medicine Week 2022. Welcome, Danielle. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me today. Look, always great to catch up. Um, we get a lot of fantastic feedback on your podcast, so thank you again for making time to catch up today. But today we're going to be talking about immune support to prevent and manage infections. So when you set out to enhance or support your patient's immunity as such, what does that look like? So I think as natural healthcare practitioners, you know, when we're assessing someone uh, for, you know, poor immune system, we're actually looking at all the things that can influence that patient or that patient's presenting symptoms. Because we don't treat the disease, we treat the person, um, as I'm sure you taught me many, many, many years <laughs> ago. So whether, you know, it's a gut issue or an immune issue, my intake questionnaire when I see a patient covers, you know, all areas of the body, even, you know, their hormonal system or their sleep because that helps us to see straight away you know what other systems are failing this person or having an impact on their immune system so when you're looking at a patient with you know poor immunity so like maybe they're always getting colds and flus and also autoimmunity comes into this because you know that can have an impact on their immune system you want to look at I always look at gut health obviously specializing in gut conditions and so this is going to include things like you know their digestive capacity uh, the microbiome and what that's doing um, the health of the gut lining um, and even the accessory organs so when you're looking at immune system you're still going to be looking at the person's liver gallbladder pancreas you want to look at their lifestyle and the levels of stress in that person's life which you know a lot of times we can't prevent stress as we all know but you know how do they manage those stress levels what do they do to offset that um, and then I look at their sleep the length the quality not just how many hours but you know do they clench their teeth do they have nightmares? Do they breathe through their mouth? That's going to affect their immune capacity. Do they have nightmares and toss and turn a lot? 
And then we also look at mineral levels in clinic um, and test their urinary pH. The diet is super, super important. You know, what's in excess that shouldn't be? What's deficient that maybe, you know, lots of people don't eat enough fruit and vegetables. That's going to have a huge impact on immunity. And not only I think about what they eat, but like how is the person eating it? Are they at their desk working? Are they eating in the car? Are they eating, running around in the morning? And then you want to look at chronic conditions as a kid. So that that has a major impact on immunity, like how did their immune system develop as a child? Surgeries, medication history too, because medications have a massive impact on immunity. And, you know, like things especially like antibiotics, we all know that. Um, and head traumas, you know, injuries like that. And also what was their childhood like? on an emotional level, like, you know, was it a happy childhood? Did they have a very comforting childhood where they felt safe and protected too? So everything. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the, the, look, that pretty much sounds like everything, absolutely. And, and I think it's really interesting that you sort of talk about, you know, absolutely going back to the true past history and not just the past medical history necessarily, but as you said, you know, their emotional health and their emotional well-being as children, because what we do know is that can affect the way people deal with stress, handle stress, etc. As they the the more birthdays they have, or the older they get. So, can you actually explain a little bit more the link between stress and immune dysfunction? Yeah. So we look at you know stress can come into our lives in many forms. It can be physical stress, emotional stress. Some people have like situational anxiety, so you know they're not really stressed all the time, but when they're put into particular situations. But the end result of stress is really ultimately the same, and that overall it reduces immunity. Short-term stress, so if we look at that separately, you know, like is not always a negative thing, you know, that could be because we have time to like rest, recover and reset the nervous system and therefore the immune system. Short-term stress like, you know, an interview or an exam can actually have some upregulating benefits on the immune system, even though it's also having some downgrading um, effects on the immune system. But really, I think what you and I look at in clinic and other practitioners is that really long-term sustained stress. It could be from, like some people say they've been stressed since childhood. But, you know, even if we just think about like the last couple of years, I don't think anyone's escaped some degree of stress. So this suppresses cellular and humoral um, immunity. Um, as the body can't really, if it's under sustained stress, recover and reset and get to that balanced homeostatic um, level again. Uh, as well, we know that, um, yeah, definitely people have experienced, most people have experienced some chronic stress, whether it's, you know, high levels or mild levels in the last couple of years. Yeah, look, and, and certainly, um you know, I think a lot of people always think with their life, if, if I do the right thing, da, 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 I won't have any stress. My life will be wonderful and beautiful. But I think uh, we, we both know that life throws you curveballs. And, you know, let's be honest, uh, what's happened over the past few years has been an enormous curveball for a number of different people and a number of different levels. Um, but being a practitioner, you know, and, and I know discussing these sorts of things with other practitioners, people always want to know, are there specific sort of medicines or herbs or, or, or supplements or nutrients that you use um, to, to decrease that impact on the immune dysfunction that stress will actually cause? 
Yeah, exactly. I think that's what we need to look at ways that, you know, as I said, how do people offset the the negative impacts of stress on their body? So we're lucky as um, natural healthcare practitioners that we have so many tools in our toolkit. It's not just one or two, which allow us to really target um, many of the reasons why someone's immune system may not be performing up to scratch or may not actually be benefiting them. So Wellmune is one of those incredible tools or ingredients it's a beta-glucan that's derived from um, Saccharomyces cerevisiae and it's been shown to clinically help strengthen the immune system. It, Especially when it gets into the spleen, the beta-glucan um, is broken down into fragments and these have a direct impact on the innate immune system. The complement system, which is also part of that innate immunity, um, the antibody-mediated immunity and also the inflammatory response our body has when coming into contact with pathogens. So is it possible, as we all know, very often there's a bi-directional response. And that is, I guess, that just as stress can have a negative impact on our immune system, our immune system can have a negative impact on stress. Are using things like beta-glucans possibly having a bi-directional response? And, you know, is it possible that we could find something that can improve immunity and reduce those damaging effects? Yeah, everything in the body is, um, you know, the way that we know now that science is proving is bi-directional or if it's, you know, three organ systems, they're definitely having an impact all on each other and, you know, the gut influences the the stress, the nervous system, the nervous system impacts the gut, same with immunity. Um, And there are studies that prove that you know, Wellmune can have an impact on both. And I think improving, you know, your nervous system will definitely strengthen the immune system, but vice versa, like strengthening your immune system can definitely have an impact on your mood. And we're always looking at improving immunity and gut health. That does, we know there's so many studies out there now that prove that it works both ways. And and as a practitioner, I think it's really important sometimes to be aware that, you know, things can work both ways and, and you, you know, you, you mentioned that, you know, we've known each other for a long time and, you know, you were a student, I was a lecturer of yours. And, you know, I'll certainly say, I think 20 years ago or, or back when it was, that, you know, everyone would say, look, stress, negative impact on the immune system. Now people actually see that there's that bi-directional response um, and that, you know, that we might be able to actually improve immunity and help regulate the way people deal with stress. But, What about, um, you know, you sort of talked about the innate immune response before. Uh, Do you want to give us just a really quick refresher on your take on the innate immune response for uh, some of the listeners? Yeah, so um, if you need a refresher or maybe you've never heard of it, um, the innate immunity is, you know, our body's first line of defence against invading pathogens. It's kind of very broad acting and relatively quick, so it acts within minutes to hours to the invading pathogen. It uses lots of things as part of its armour. It uses secretory IgA um, and this prevents the pathogen actually adhering to our tissues because we know even with things like gastro, you know, the bug actually has to adhere to the immune system, uh, sorry, to the gut lining to then cause, you know, replicate and cause, you know, the onslaught of diarrhoea and um, 
vomiting immune cells um, like including neutrophils and macrophages they gobble up and kill the invaders so the invading pathogens and also the damaged tissue that results from that immune issue the natural killer cells also form part of this innate immunity and they attack non-self cells so this can actually be the pathogen itself or it can be the cell that the pathogen has invaded and now that doesn't look like our cell or a healthy cell anyway um a natural killer cells release toxic substances and this ruptures the sick cell or the pathogen. And the complement system is also part of this innate immune response and that binds proteins. So it kind of like puts a little flag on the pathogen so that our immune system goes, okay, yep, we need to upregulate phagocytosis or the gobbling up of these pathogens and inflammation and it brings it to the area of the cells that were tagged by the immune system. Um, I just want to go back to something you just mentioned, which was secretory IgA. Now, some people have varying understandings of secretory IgA, and you mentioned earlier that Wellimmune, you know, can have part of its impact, and part of that is through um, what can occur in the spleen. Now, secretory IgA and spleen aren't usually linked very well. Um, you know, if, if I say secretory IgA to most practitioners, most of them will go, right, gut, fine. So is it possible that Wellimmune could actually increase secretory IgA or do, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Wellimmune definitely has been shown in studies to increase secretory IgA. So, yeah, a lot of people think, oh, secretory IgA, if it's too high, it could mean infection. But there are a lot of times where having lower levels of secretory IgA is definitely linked to an increase in infection, allergy, poor immune control, like in diseases like autoimmune. Um, and research found that a group receiving Wellmune versus a placebo group, that there was a 32% increase in secretory IgA. And they did this in a post-recovery situation. So they induced stress to, or decreased levels to secretory IgA with exercise. So it found a 32% increase. So you do want to get it back up to normal levels. And Wellmune has been proven to do this. Great. So, um, how much Wellimmune should people consider using? Is is there, you know, you, you, we talk about trials and I think one of the things people need to keep in mind with trials isn't just does it prove it or, or whatever. The question is how much were they using in the trials? Is there a specific sort of dose? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, just because something's been proven to be good, if you're using a completely different dose, you're probably, you know, you shouldn't expect to get the same kind of results. So, it's really important to look back at that data. So um, in most, in, well, in a lot of the effective studies, they were using 250 milligrams per day. There was a study back uh, that was done with 78 moderately stressed women. So this is going back to like the stress and the immune um, and showed that they gave them 250 milligram for 12 weeks. It improved not only um, their energy and mood, but it also had the impact on the immune system by minimizing or well, they had fewer um, upper respiratory tract symptoms versus the placebo group. There was another study as well that was double-blind uh, double placebo-controlled, and in this study they gave 250 milligrams again of Wellmune daily, or there was a group that received identical placebo capsules. And this study involved 49 participants in each of those groups, and they were aged between 50 and 70 years old. Um, and they gave them the dose for 
90 days, so all of winter, um, and any upper respiratory tract in actual infections were then had to be diagnosed um, medically, but the symptoms were monitored by the patients. So there were 45 upper respiratory tract infections in the study over 90 days. 28 belonged to the group that received the placebo and only 17 were in the well-mune group. Um, and there was also... In the patients that were in the Wellmune group, they had definitely fewer or shorter number of days where they experienced their symptoms. Okay, so so we, we, we can see from the data that, you know, obviously it has a substantial impact on people's overall health. And, and one of the things I really do like about it is, you know, you mentioned people were just feeling better. And I think if as practitioners we really can balance someone's immune response you know, the, I'll call it the global impact on that person's whole body, that whole being, isn't just do they get more colds or flus. It is how they think, how they feel. And you even mentioned energy levels as well. And I, I think it just speaks volumes that getting that balance right in an immune response will impact people far more than perhaps we um, originally sort of think. Now, I want to go back to something you said in your really detailed answer right back at the start, which is what are all, some of the things that you always consider with all of your patients? And you mentioned that a health, you know, that you measure urinary pH, you look at, you know, acid alkaline balance. Mm -hmm. And we know that that is important for normal immune function. Can you sort of elaborate just a little bit on how it can impact immunity and, and what can be done to support that? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, as I said, as a naturopath, I've always assessed for and addressed some a patient's acid alkaline balance. Um, and pretty much for everything, like it impacts every presentation we see um, in a patient, not just immunity, but I do this with everyone. And, you know, you want most of the body to have a relatively like a slightly alkaline um, pH of 7.3 to 7.5 if we're being, you know, really specific. The stomach, you know, you want it to be super acidic because that's what breaks down like that chemical digestion breaks down your food. So you want that about 1.5 to 3.5. And then, you know, the small intestine becomes um, – is a bit more alkaline and as it goes further down to the large bowel, you want it to be looking a little bit more acidic because that's amazing for your microbiome. They like about 5.7 to 6.7. So, you know, all these areas are functioning at their best when that pH is maintained. The Western lifestyle definitely loves to put that out of balance. Um, acidity in the tissues and the cells, so in the cells and all the tissue that um, surrounds it, um, if it becomes too acidic, so away from that 7.45, like that higher range, it results in low-grade inflammation. It does slow down the energy production pathways, which everything in our body that happens needs energy. I'm not just talking about, you know, does someone feel like when they wake up, they feel good. We have energy pathways because everything in our body is energy dependent um, and it impairs the immune system. So talking about immunity, you really want that to be right. So as naturopaths for a long time, we've used green powders to alkalize our system and they are really effective. Things like barley grass, chlorella um, and wheatgrass. Remember when that became, I can't even remember what year that became like super popular and it was like wheatgrass shots were a thing, but it, it even yep. featured on Sex and the City. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I, I was going to say, I, I think uh, you were a student when uh, the wheatgrass shots were uh, yes. a very big thing. I, I, I do recall that. I definitely was. <laughs> uh, Daniel, look, we know you're super busy. We know you have a lot of different things you do, and I know we're pretty much out of time with you. But before you go, um, if there was one key piece of information that you'd like our listeners to, um, you know, you'd like to reinforce for our listeners from our conversation, what would that be? I think that, you know, you can't underestimate the effect that stress has on the immune system. You know, we know it's there. We've always dealt with it. But now there's studies that prove, um, like if you want to go delving in, there's studies that prove how much of an impact it has on the immune system. So, you know, coming into winter, especially following the last two years that all of us have been through, I think as practitioners, we really need to consider supporting every patient who walks through our door looking at their immune competence and supporting it to some degree. I don't think anyone has escaped the um, effect that stress has had on our immune system and we need to get ready now. Fantastic. Look, it is always a real pleasure to chat with you. I know we always get great feedback when we do chat with you. So look, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, I, I truly am looking forward to chatting again with you very, very soon, Daniel. Thank you, Paul, for having me. And, you know, I love doing this and sharing, you know, the knowledge that we have, especially when it comes to studies. I just think they're so exciting. Um, and, yeah, thank you so much for having me today. And thank you, everyone, for tuning into this podcast. We look forward to chatting again with you soon. Take care. To continue the conversation or find out more about our products and educational resources, please head to biopractica.com.au. Biopractica empowering healthcare professionals.